From the Daily Oz, I'm Billy Fitzsimons and this is No Silly Questions. This is the podcast where we break down the big issues for young people in the lead up to the federal election. A plan for a stronger economy and a stronger future we will deliver. One week ago, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg delivered the federal budget. For people in politics, it's one of the biggest nights of the year. It's also a big night for Australians because it's when we learn how the government plans to spend our money. I was actually in the budget lockup this year, which is when all the journalists receive about 400 pages on the details of the budget, and we're given about six hours with no access to phones or internet to understand what's in it. And this year, it was clear what the headline was, cost of living. You've probably noticed that filling up at the petrol station is really expensive at the moment, or that you can't find a $3 coffee anymore, when just a few years ago, that was the regular price at any cafe you would have gone to. That's what we call inflation, the rate at which prices increase, and it directly impacts the cost of living. In just the past 12 months, things have become more expensive at a quicker rate than normal. In fact, in 2021, inflation grew faster than in any year since 2008. So today, we're looking at what the government announced it would do about it and why there was some criticism. But before I get there, I asked my colleague, political journalist at The Daily Oz, Tom Crowley, why it is that the cost of living is so expensive right now. So there are all sorts of things that that can drive the rising cost of living and there are a number of different things that are playing a role at the moment. Some of them are really short term. So Russia's invasion of Ukraine is one of those. That's one of the reasons why petrol is so expensive. And the reason for that is really because Russia sells a lot of oil normally and it's not selling it at the moment. And so the rest of the world's competing for a smaller amount of oil and that's part of what's been pushing the prices up. Then when it comes to groceries and a number of other items, COVID and the pandemic have had some role there. They've disrupted global supply chains. They've made it harder to get the things that people want to buy to where they want to buy them. And that's another thing that's been putting pressure on prices. But then when you take a step back, there are lots of sort of longer term trends as well. So when you look at Australia's housing market, um, it's been going up and up for for a very long time, in, in part because there's just not enough supply of housing and in part because government policy settings have encouraged a lot of investors to to buy up a lot of the available housing stock. And one of the biggest issues that we face today, climate change, that has its role in the cost of living as well. It's not the biggest consequence of climate change, but it is one of them. Climate change affects the amount of crops that get produced it means that natural disasters are going to become more and more frequent, which can also disrupt the amount of food and coffee and various other types of agricultural goods that we would want to buy. And when they're available in smaller quantities, again, the price goes up. And so as climate change worsens over the coming years, we can expect that to continue. So there are all sorts of different reasons. Sometimes it can be difficult to disentangle them all and difficult to get a sense of exactly why the price of something is going up. But certainly, I guess the key thing to remember is that these big global trends, uh, they can affect our day-to-day, they can affect our wallet, they can affect our weekly shopping, and we've certainly been seeing that in the last few months. Okay, so that's why the cost of living is rising. Let's look at what the government announced it would do about it. The Morrison government announces a new, temporary, targeted and responsible cost of living package to ease these pressures. The Daily Oz spoke to Dave Sharma while we were in Canberra this week. 
Yes, I'm Dave Sharma. I'm the member for Wentworth in Sydney's eastern suburbs, member of the Liberal Party. As he said there, he's from the coalition, so he's part of the Morrison government. He said addressing the cost of living is so important for the government because the issue is around necessities, things people don't have a lot of choice in buying. A lot of the impact is in non-discretionary spending, if you like, food, clothing, energy, petrol for cars and those sorts of things. So what we put in the budget is it's intended to alleviate cost of living pressures, but in a way that doesn't lead to a sort of a structural increase in budget expenditure. So the measures are temporary, they're targeted as well. The first big announcement from Josh Frydenberg was to do with petrol. Now, the price of petrol is mostly set by factors outside the government's control, like the global price for petrol, as we discussed before. But a percentage of the price is in the government's control, and that's taxes. Practical measures that will make a difference. Fuel excise will be cut in half. For every litre of petrol, 44.2 cents is the fuel excise tax. But on Tuesday, Frydenberg announced the fuel excise would be cut in half to 22.1 cents per litre. The government predicts it will save someone who fills up a car once a week about $350 over the next six months. Um, We've made the commitment that we're not going to do it beyond six months. I've spoken to the Treasurer. I think it's important that we make that clear now so people don't have an expectation. I expect, I mean, world oil oil prices have gone through a shock because of disruption, because Russia's supply has been interrupted. I expect they'll come back down, but um, if they don't, we're just going to have to live with them. And if the structural price of energy is higher, we're going to have to make an adjustment. So, um, But this gives people the time to start to plan for that, if you see what I mean. The Daily Oz also interviewed a politician from the opposition. We spoke to Stephen Jones, who is the shadow assistant treasurer. One, there's no guarantee that it'll all be passed on to the consumer because the retailers might take a cut, the wholesalers might take a cut. In my area, I'm sort of a regional, large regional centre of Wollongong, we can see petrol price variants um, in a suburb of 20 cents on a day and they can move by 20 cents over the course of a week. So it may not end up making a huge difference. That's not a reason to vote against it, but it may not make a huge difference. The second problem is that You can't do it permanently, otherwise you've got to find another way to raise somewhere in the order of $6 billion per year to pay for roads. What Stephen Jones said there about there being no guarantee that it will be passed on to the customer is true. The fuel excise isn't actually paid by us. It's paid by the companies and not the consumer. So it isn't required by law for the companies to pass this new discount on to the customers. Mr Speaker. Now, there were some other announcements. Tonight, I also announce a new one-off $420 cost of living tax offset for more than 10 million low and middle income earners. Josh Frydenberg announced that a tax cut of $420 will make its way to anyone with an income below $126,000 when they file their tax returns after the 1st of July. And there was one more significant announcement when it came to the cost of living. Tonight, I also announce a new one-off $250 cost of living payment delivered within weeks to 6 million Australians. In April, recipients of a variety of government payments will receive a one-off $250 payment. As Dave Sharma, the MP from the Coalition, said before, these are temporary solutions to the likely long-term issue of rising cost of living. 
In light of the announcements, the government has been accused by some of essentially just putting money into people's pockets to buy their votes in the lead up to the election. I think the government did something to get them between now and the federal election in about seven weeks' time. I'm not going to say for a minute that $250 or $420 is not meaningful. It is, of course it is. If you're on a minimum wage or you're on a benefit, that's serious coin. But I'm also not going to pretend that that's going to make a huge difference in dealing with skyrocketing costs of just about everything from rent to groceries and everything else that you've got to pay for. This raises an interesting question. With the election now in about seven weeks, whoever does win the election, so the Liberal or Labor Party, will probably be unpopular when they have to double the fuel excise and petrol once again becomes more expensive. Especially because Labor has confirmed it will not extend this cut beyond six months if they do win. But Dave Sharma disagrees that the Liberal Party did this to make the Labor Party look bad if they do win. He says they'll have support from the Liberal Party to up the price of petrol in six months. He uses the word bipartisan, which just means support from both parties. Well, I mean, so look, firstly, we don't know whether they'll be in government, so it could well be a trap for us. But um, secondly, I'd say if, if they happen to be in government, they'll have bipartisan support to remove it because we've said and we've announced that, that um, you know, it's not going to be extended beyond six months. And I think... If they've got bipartisan support, they're not going to be politically attacked for doing so. Then, you know, I think I don't think that's that's a booby trap. Of course, cost of living isn't just about petrol. Another huge pressure on the cost of living for young people is rent. There wasn't anything in the budget that directly addressed rent relief, something that would have been directed to young people. Prime Minister Scott Morrison was asked about this on the Today Show last week. Nothing for rent relief, though. Why not? This is about Australians getting into homes. Best way to support people who are renting a house is to help them buy a house. And over the last three years, we've got over 300,000 Australians directly into their own home, and particularly single mums. Here's what Stephen Jones from the opposition said about Morrison's comments. I reckon uh, it shows the Prime Minister is so goddamn out of touch, it's not funny. If... You're living in a share house with five people under the one roof or if you're couch surfing or if you're still living at mum and dad's place because you can't afford rent or if you're travelling three hours to work or go to uni in a place because you can't afford to live anywhere near the university. The idea that the solution to that is you just buy a house is frankly fucking offensive. You know, it's just like, man, what planet are you living on? Before we leave, we can't discuss the budget without talking about what was in there for climate change. And I think it's fair to say there wasn't a lot. The budget did devote significant funding to cleaning up the recent floods in New South Wales and Queensland. But there was relatively less new funding for longer-term disaster preparation strategies. Despite this, Dave Sharma did say his government does believe in the importance of addressing climate change. We asked Dave Sharma why the budget did not do specific modelling on the economic consequences of more frequent natural disasters. He admitted it's not in the budget papers. There is a lot of modelling out there that shows that you know the costs of climate change um, are real, not only in frequency and severity of natural disasters, but impact on living standards more broadly. 
um, and, and costs of basic goods too. So although it's not formally in the budget papers, um, I think there's a lot of other government agencies that are modelling this and it's informing government policy. So to summarise, measures around the cost of living were the big focus of this year's budget, with the federal government saying they're committed to easing the pressure over the next six months for Australians. Dave Sharma from the Liberal Party points out the importance of this because he says the things that are becoming more expensive are necessities for most people. And both the Liberal Party and the Labor Party have made it clear that these measures won't be extended. The opposition says the federal government is too focused on the short term and not on the long term. Stephen Jones from the opposition said the Liberal Party is just focused on putting money into people's pockets to win the next election. And if he's right, it will be interesting to see if it works at the federal election in about seven weeks' time. Thank you so much for listening to No Silly Questions. And before you go, I would love if you could leave us a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple. It only takes about 30 seconds and it really helps our small independent media company grow. And share it with a friend too so they can be informed in the lead up to the federal election. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you.